six sides of school I fatted no for today I hit the radio dial and turn it up all the way I play Hey everybody and welcome back to the UK Hockey Fan Podcast. I'm Shane. And I'm Finn. And we're back with another cracking episode. So much news, so much to talk about. Uh, crazy things happening around the NHL. I barely even know where, where to start. How are you doing, Finn? Um, I'm doing fine. My fantasy team isn't there. Oh yeah, so we'll talk about fantasy <laughs> hockey. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming you're still riding the crest of success after your own team's uh, fantastic victory against Swindon. Yes, it's great. So Oxford v Swindon yesterday, final score three to one? Four one. Four to one. Four to one. Uh in which you scored a fantastic assist as well. It was a treat to watch. Uh but uh, what I want to start off uh with today is what everybody's been talking about for the past few days, and that is the situation with Don Cherry. Yeah. So I have a lot more history um invested in this than you do because you've been sort of a fan of Coach's Corner for a few years. Yeah, uh, since you've been uh, since you properly got into hockey, and uh, and of course it isn't that easy to um, watch hockey over here, and uh, you can only get Coach's Corner on a particular uh, for some of the games covered on what network? CBC uh, Sportsnet. Uh, is it? Isn't I don't know. Whatever. Not every network covers it. So some of the games we don't get all the games over here. Some of the games we get in American feeds. So we don't even see Coach's Corner. So it's yeah. it. It's a part of our lives over here, but it's not been a, r- a regular routine part of our lives. But I, it's been, Don Cherry and Coach's Corner has been a, a part of my life um, since I was uh, a, a kid watching hockey. So Don Cherry um, and Coach's Corner has existed for 38 seasons consecutively, I do believe. Wow. Uh, so that takes us back to 1982, which is actually before I even started high school. And um, I can remember it from the very beginning. And uh, in fact, um, everybody knows him being paired up with uh, Ron McLean. Yep. But he had a partner previous to that. Um, and before uh, Ron McLean came on, it was Dave Hodge. Okay. So Dave Hodge was with him for about, I think, four or five years back in the early 80s before Ron McLean came along and they settled into that amazing duo. Don Cherry, for me, has been a part of hockey um, because, you know, when I was a kid growing up and then throughout my um, adulthood, he was just part of, you know, you watch a game on a Friday or Saturday night and he was just part of that. And um, so a big part of big part of growing up with hockey for me, um, Don McLean, uh, Don McLean, Ron, Ron, Ron McLean, <laughs> Ron McLean was specifically Don Cherry. And Don has got himself into a bit of hot water um, about a week ago and in fact has been sacked from his job on Courts' Corner. And there's a lot of controversy around this because the reason that he got um, sacked was due to the f- some comments that he made. Um, that actually stemmed from uh, Remembrance Day and where the wearing of the poppy. Yes. And so have you heard, did you hear that? Have you seen and heard the clip of what he was saying? I've yeah? seen the clip, yeah. So th- uh, however you feel about what was said there, and I, d- I don't really want to get into the, the details of it, you know, um, the big issue here is that Don for the last few years, like with a bunch of goofs or a bunch of jerks and all that sort of <laughs> stuff. He, as he got older, he's gotten, I think he's tried to find his way of trying to be a bit edgier. Okay, yeah. I think that's his thing. Um, I don't remember him being as edgy as that. Um, you know, he, his big thing what used to be, he used to talk loads about tough guys and he used to have his own video series that he used to put out called Don Cherry's Rock'em Sock'em Hockey and things like that. Yeah. And it was always about hockey. And I think that the sad thing for Don is that I think that he started to find his place with a newer and younger audience by being edgier. And I think by being edgier, he inadvertently wandered into talking about politics on his hockey show. Okay. And um, and whatever people's take on what he was saying, what he meant to say, what he intended to say, what he was, you know, what his personal views are there, I think the bottom line that probably most of us can agree on is he just should have stayed away from politics on a hockey show. Yeah. And um, 
and so you know it really makes me sad that he, that he's gone i am a huge fan of don cherry i always have been uh he was just such a say it like it is guy uh and like i say you know hockey for me um he was just hockey and don cherry just went hand in hand and he has amazing history as a coach and a player and that sort of thing too so it's really really sad to see him go uh should he been fired well, it's hard to say but definitely uh, i mean anybody that's watched him consistently over the years and certainly over the last couple of years know that something was bre- something was brewing and something bad was going to happen inevitably yeah he's he said some questionable things before as well so people were kind of like some people were like um counting down till he was get, like the inevitable was going to happen right yeah it's just such a shame uh, it's a, such a shame that more people around him i guess uh, to do with the production of the show and whatnot I, I mean who knows what was said but i think it's a shame that, that more people didn't intervene with him along the way and say listen don the politics completely leave it out of the show yeah because you just don't even have to talk to it uh, talk about it at all just don't go there talk about hockey only but maybe they tried and maybe he didn't listen or whatever else he is getting on in years and that sort of thing. Anyway, Don Cherry. I was going to say one last thing. So the irony uh, um, of this whole thing is that he got fired on Remembrance Day. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't even really want to talk about the, 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 the situation. But, you know, he talks about where the wearing of the poppy every year. I certainly remember in the last few years talking about it and everything yeah. else. But, yeah, you know, it's totally ironic and, and that sort of thing. But... Bottom line, should have kept the politics out of hockey, and I will miss Don Cherry. He's part of the game. Yeah, I will too. I hope. And so Ron McLean has said he won't do Coach's Corner, I think. And no, he won't do Coach's w- Corner. With that, without Don. So, but I hope he finds his way back onto something else. I hope maybe they'll reshape the show or, or get him his own show or something else happens with him because he, is, he also is a huge part of the show. And in fact, he is the face of hometown hockey that um, travels around the country. Uh, yeah. He's such a brilliant guy, and I hope this somehow hasn't had a knock-on effect. Of you know, I hope it doesn't end up ending his career. I'm sure it won't. Um, it would be great to keep Ron on the on the TV too. So uh, long, uh, long may he uh, have a uh, have a career. And Don, why not retire, man? You've you've done an amazing service um, for all of us that are hockey fans for for years and years, decades and decades. So uh, you know, a well-deserved rest for you, Don. Well done. Moving on. Um, I kind of want to talk about something a bit on a higher note right now. Yeah, yeah, let's I, bring I, things back up a bit. I think that you should you should talk about something quickly first, though. Uh, okay. Also on a good note. All right. So you've just you came back from New York not long ago. That's right. That's right. And you went to watch the Rangers in MSG. That is right. Yeah. You, you want to talk about a bit that? Yeah, quickly? yeah, yeah. That's it. You, yeah, you brought that up. So the last podcast we I was getting ready to go, I think. And so for work, I work for a big media company here in the UK, and um, I had to go to uh, head office, which is within walking distance of Madison Square Garden. Okay. So I stayed in a hotel there, and uh, and I brought some UK colleagues with me who had never, not one of them, I, I brought a couple of them with me, three of them, not one of them had ever even seen a game on TV or, or anything. Wow. And so what a brilliant introduction, but to take them to Madison Square Garden... <laughs> And uh, in the middle of the season, and watch Rangers, and uh, Rangers played uh, against the Ottawa Senators. Yep. And um, in fact, they lost to the Ottawa Senators. Of all teams. <laughs> but it was uh, so these people had n- no idea what to expect, really. And uh, I took them along. We got really good seats. And uh, Madison Square Garden is one of the best venues to watch a hockey game for sure. It's amazing. Not only is it an amazing venue, but also, and I mean, there's loads of Gretzky stuff to see there yeah, and, and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Um, but also, it's New York, right? So there's always celebrities at the game in the crowd and that sort of thing. And they pan the camera around and you see them on the Jumbotron, all the celebs that are there and that sort of thing. Only celebs get Inclu- shown on the, including on the you. Jumbotron. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yes, I was on the Jumbotron. And um, anyway, so, uh, but a great game because when you bring people for for their first experience of watching a hockey game, what do you want them to see? There's one thing for me that I I just pray happens if uh, if you bring people brand new to a hockey game. Uh, I actually don't know, like fight maybe i don't know that's exactly it right so all they've heard about hockey it's fighting if yeah. you don't know hockey you've heard it's like this crazy sport where people could like get involved in the fight right yeah and in this day in the nhl you could watch five six games in a row and never see anybody have a fight so i'm sitting there and i'm thinking oh i hope this is a rough one and there i kid you not there was at least 
four toe-to-toe fights in that game. Jeez. It was a really, really physical game. Like, w- one of the most physical games I've watched this season, maybe even half the last season, It was, which is great, right? Yeah. It was really great. They couldn't believe it. Um, lots of goals scored. I think the score ended up being something like 4-2 or 4-1, maybe more. So lots of goals scored, uh, lots of fights, lots of penalties, which means, you know, lots of shorthanded action, lots of power play action. Yeah. So that's what you want, right? Yeah, yeah. Especially when um, it's your first introduction to the game. And then the, the camera came on us and we were all on the big jumbotron too. So it was a perfect night. It was great. It was awesome. Yeah. <coughs> I can't wait. Um, so yeah, uh, New York Rangers, uh, great game uh, and a great time to, to be there about a week ago. Yeah, I've I've got a puck literally on the desk Oh yeah, right and here. I brought you back some swag too. Uh Rangers pu- uh game puck and uh and a hat. Just in there. So it's like a it, that could be your Halloween costume. There you go. Hold Instead a of being a Leafs fan, you know. For once. You could be a Rangers <laughs> fan. No, it's cool hat, cool logo. For yeah, sure. Yeah. So it's any any hockey stuff. Very nice. Hockey stuff yep. right. Uh right, where do we go? Uh, um, do you want to talk about um should we whiz through Oh, God, I know her. I know what we should mention. Okay. Is so Scott Ancliffe yes. is a busy guy. He's like us. He's super busy. Yep. People will know that we're struggling to get these podcasts out as as regular as we want to because Finn's doing his GCSEs at school, so he's in high school, busy. He's playing. We're both playing hockey when we can, and uh, and I work in uh, London, and we're all we're all super busy. Scott is a school teacher, uh, as well as a hockey pundit, and he's a professional photographer and whatnot. Dude's totally busy. But somewhere in his mad, crazy busyness, he's managed to do an interview, um, which we're going to play on this episode. Yeah. And it's really good as well. Yeah. It's awesome. It's awesome. Both, um, both Scott uh, um, being, doing the interviewing and his uh, interviewee are yeah. fantastic. We should say who it is. Should we say who it is? Yeah, you go for it, man. All right. So um, everybody that listens to the podcast knows that not only, uh, I mean, hockey is not just a sport for uh, men and boys. Hockey is a sport for everyone. And we love to support uh, women's hockey. Um, we love uh, anything to do with uh, women and girls hockey as well as well as anybody else's hockey. And so we support. Um, we're Maple Leafs fans. Everybody knows that. Yep. Our our next team that we support is uh, the Bracknell Queen Bees, and so that's a fantastic w- uh, women's team here in the UK, not too far away from us. And uh, they're such a good team. Quite a few of them play on the uh, GB women's team. Yep. And one of our favorite players of all time is uh, a stellar player, just an all-around good egg, is uh, a woman called Rachel Cartwright. Yep. And uh, so we've been corresponding with her for a while, and we follow her on in, on uh, social media and everything else, and we um, try and follow Queen Bees and, and uh, watch snippets of their games and uh, follow the scores and everything else. And so Scott managed to get Rachel in an interview, and they're going to be on the show later. It's great. <laughs> it's totally it's awesome. really cool. It's totally awesome. We've been waiting uh, to try and get someone um, from women's hockey, and what, a, what an amazing player. So uh, GB player. And so it's played in like the, um, you know, uh, huge tournaments and everything else. Fantastic um, goal scoring uh, Queen Bee player as well. Uh, so both Scott and Rachel will be on shortly. Yeah, both Scott and Rachel are, in the, are also in the top three in our fantasy league. Oh, God, yeah, fantasy league. Well, we're barely even into talking about hockey yet, but a fa- a great doings in the in the uh, fantasy league for me. Woo-hoo! <laughs> <laughs> Finally, I've come alive. Let's just talk about it now. Let's, g- let's get this done. I'm almost too embarrassed to explain why I'm doing so well. Oh, come on, then. So I was sat anchored to the bottom of our own fantasy league for ages. Yeah. And the reason why I was anchored to the bottom of the fantasy league was, I have no idea, because <laughs> I had no idea how it worked. <laughs> oh, oh, was that why? Okay, this makes sense there. So, so I understood the draft and everything else. Yeah. But what I didn't realize is that you had obviously benched players. Yeah. And that if you didn't move the your players around every day, what you were doing was like half your players that were on the bench, your benched players are the only ones that are playing a game tonight. And if they're sitting on the bench, you don't get any points. Yeah. So you have to move them off the bench and into your active lineup. So h- how did you figure this out? Uh, you know, just through canniness and common sense and just my natural instinct and ability to figure these things out on my own. And, and, and me. And you told me. <laughs> I literally <laughs> told you how to do it. <laughs> so since I, I spent like one week of shuffling my players around and I've shot from the bottom up like four places or something like that. Yeah. 
You're so I'm now comfortably mid-table. You're in sixth place. I cannot, for the life of me, catch Rach Cart- Cartwright, who's in number one on it. No, it's pretty mad. Like, bottom place is 515. And then, like, uh, fifth place is 576. So that's really close. Yeah. It jumps to 635. Jumps again to 700. Yeah, yeah. And then jumps all the way to the, to the top with 777. That's madness. Anyway, so let's not dwell <laughs> on this because it must be boring for people that aren't in the fantasy league. ESPN Fantasy League. We're not we're not sponsored by ESPN or anything like that. Nor are we actually promoting them. But they have a really great fantasy um, hockey app, and we have our own league on there. It's called UK Hockey Fam. You can find it if you want to look on there and see some of this stuff. So it features us, and uh, Scott Antcliffe is in there. Some friends uh, and hockey fans from Canada. Some other listeners of the podcast have joined in there. Rachel Cartwright's in there. Our superstar hockey player. Um, so yeah, check it out if you, if you want to have a look and, uh, and see how things are going, but, um, you know, well done. I'm, <laughs> I'm loving it now. Yeah. In fairness, all of my players are <laughs> injured. I had to, b- I'm borrowing Nylander off you for a few weeks while my players actually, well, you know, and that's just the kind of guy I am. I Charitable guy I am. Listen, <laughs> let's, let's dig into some Leafs games. Yeah. So since we were last on, Leafs have played like five games, six One, games. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven games. Right. Gosh, we've been off. We've been off for a while. Apologies for that, everybody who's listening. Yeah, I'm just gonna. G- l- we'll, we'll go like over the games, but we're not gonna go like through all of them. No, 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 no. We won't do that. We won't get into dig into the scores because most people. Or we, we can say the scores, but we're not gonna dig into goals and all that, right? Sure. Well, let's not. Okay, because uh, I was gonna go through the ones that we won, which there's only two of. Okay. And then we'll go. And then yeah, we'll just yeah, go okay, over the scores. Let's, let's do those ones. So, so. Uh, if, if I'm looking at them in, in the correct order, the, since we were last on, Leafs played LA, Vegas, Philly, Chicago, Islanders, uh, and Bruins. And right? Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh, right. So, um, and we've not had a great run because we lost most of those games. Well, why don't we start with LA and Vegas first then? <laughs> okay, all right. Let's if go. we go in chronological order, it, it goes from nice to bad. Yeah, I don't want to dwell on them all, though. That's an <laughs> awful list of games. Uh, no, uh, so we, won- we beat LA 3 1. Um, <laughs> The LA Kings scored the first goal. Kafut scored the second goal. Tied yep. at 1-1. Um, there were no goals in the first period. And then third period, Matthews and Nylander are the two goal scorers. Right. Both of those guys are on my fantasy team. Kafut's on mine. He sucks. No, oh. he's, out. he's good. He's actually pretty good, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm just joking. Right. Uh, so that's Kings? Yeah, and then we go over to Vegas. Yep. Um, Vegas scored the first goal. Apparently, we always give up uh, the first goal. Oh, yeah, we're back to doing that again. Do you remember we did that at the beginning of last year? We would always concede and chase. <laughs> I, I, I was thinking further back to you know Bernier times uh, where we'd let yeah. it in in the first oh, ten seconds. Right. You're right. Where they'd shoot it from we half. Get behi- yeah, we get behind by at least two goals and then chase, <laughs> chase. <laughs> yeah. Right. So we let in a goal there in the beginning for yeah. against Vegas. Quick, quick thing. There were no goals scored in, in uh, period one or two. Oh, that's good. I mean, tight game. Sweet D. There we go. Um, and then uh, Austin Matthews scores on the power play. Assist going to Tavares and, Mar- and Riley. Yeah, I got Tavares as well. I got Riley. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and then uh, in overtime, uh, Tavares scores with assist going to Mitch Meyer. Nice. Right, so two wins there. And um, there was a few... How many shootout losses in that run of games? Two? In those two? Wait, well, no, 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 oh, seven. In, in all of so them. So seven games we're talking about. One. One two, shootout loss. Two wins, one shootout loss. I don't know there's more than one. Okay. Yeah, so the shootout loss was against Philly, which right. is yep. next next in order. Like literally, it's it's a perfect line just downwards spiraling down. Yeah. Uh, so we lost to Philly three two in the shootout. Uh, yep. Okay. I'm not gonna go through everything. No. Uh, Dermot came back in that game. Uh, yes. Dermot's first yeah, that's game right. back off of injury. So we'll go through a couple of the injuries in a minute. But uh, Dermot came back and scored, and Nylander scored in that game. Oh, great! Yeah, ne- Nylander putting up some nice points. Yep. Uh, then we lost to Chicago 5-4. Right. We l- we went into uh, the second period down 4-1. Ooh. Nylander being the only goal scorer. Yeah. Nylander scores again. Yeah. Tavares scores. Yep. And then Janssen scores. See, having those guys in your fantasy team, like there are years when the last people on earth you'd want in your fantasy team are Leafs. But those dudes are putting up big points. Imagine the days when you took Dion Phaneuf second Ooh. overall. Absolute <laughs> legend. <laughs> That's the opposite of fantasy. That's nightmare hockey. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, and then we played the Islanders. Yep. Uh, once again, we conceded the first two goals in the first period. Oh, that's so crap. Uh, and then we go into second period, Kasperi Kapanen and William Nylander. Yeah. And uh, then then we go, then we end up being down 5-2. And then Justin Hull and John Tavares score. 
Oh, right. Yeah. It's like the weirdest thing. Like, we were down 5-2 and then made it 5-4 and looked like we were coming back and then didn't. Hmm. Bummer. But, yeah. So yeah, Not a great run. No. Where are we at now? That was the Islanders, that, that Islanders was the game. Island? Yeah. And we go to Boston. Yep. We lost to Boston 4-2. Oh, man. Yeah. Um, once again, we conceded the first goal. Then Matthews and Kapanen score for the two lone goals for the Leafs. Yeah. And then the Pittsburgh? Uh, Pittsburgh? We yeah, this, blown this, right this out, was, um, right? Yep. 5-1? 6-1. 6-1. barely even think it to say it. Yeah, I, I think there might be some trades or something's going to have to happen. Yeah. This is bad. See, now people are... Uh, the Babcock talk's happening now, isn't it? Getting Hear people mumbling around about Babcock? Being fired? Yeah. They've been doing that since the start of the season. Well, man. we're off to it. You know, this is not the season we were meant to be having. We have, I think, I'm pretty sure our record is 9-9-4. Nine, nine and four. Oh, That's awful, isn't it? We're, this is the year we meant <laughs> to start. So all I can hope is last, you know, it's last year you start out strong with loads of hope and fizzle out at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully we're flip-flopping that action. Hopefully we're going to do a St. Louis Blues and be in last place going into January yeah. and then win the Stanley Cup. Can be done. I mean, St. Louis, that's what St. Louis did. Hey, why not us? Why not? Why not? Uh, So, Tavares, was he out and back? Tavares came back for the uh, LA Kings game. That's right. Oh, he had a finger. Broken finger. Busted finger. Muzzin came back in that game as well to play his his former team. Also on my fantasy team at league. He is is a team. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, Muzzin came back to play his former team, the LA Kings. Oh yeah, which which they beat. Yeah, great. Yeah. Um, and then and then and then it goes oh, downhill from there. Your man. So basically, everyone comes back, right? Yeah. And then, and then they don't. And Marner is out with a with an ankle injury oh, at a one minimum of, the, of four weeks. So one of the worst injuries I've seen in a while. Not in the injury itself was gross or anything like that. But just in how how pathetically sad it was watching him trying to get off the ice because he was so badly hurt. It he tried to stand on it a couple times. And he just fell like as if it's like a broken skate blade or something. Just could take his weight at all. And and I'll never forget the image of everybody on the bench can see this too. Yeah. And so everyone's hanging over with the end of their stick trying to get it to him to just drag him off the ice because they could see how badly he was hurt. And like then he, he was struggling yeah. to get, you know, uh, to get to someone's stick so they could at least pull him off the ice. Yeah. What a mess. Minute. And so he actually, um, he actually goes off and goes on the bench and has it seen to and thinks that he might be able to come back out again, doesn't he? Because... He has the period it, ends. He has it strapped, and then as the period ends, he comes out f- by himself. For tries to skate, skate away a little, and he and couldn't. No at chance. All. Gone. And how long? How long is he out? Minimum of four weeks until it's reevaluated. Oh God, that's an eternity with a guy like that, isn't it? Second, second guy on the on the Leafs in point in point scoring. I'm trying to think if it was earlier in the season or right about now that Matthews did his right shoulder, about now. shoulder last year. Right about now, but we already had so many wins because all of our guys were on the team. Yeah. That it didn't really matter, and we still won because we had like the likes of Mana and Tavares fully healed. Yeah. And then, um, yeah. yeah. So, so this happened. Okay. Hyman came back, which was great. That's right. And he's look, he's looking pretty good. Yeah, and he was uh, another ankle guy. Uh, was he uh, Achilles tendon ACL or something? Or something. Yeah. Is that what it is? I, I can't remember. Know. I can't remember. But um, yeah, he was out. So for he a while. came back, and then um, and then Kerfoot went out, and then Moore went out. Which means that every almost every leaf on my fancy team is out. So lesson learned. Don't take leafs. The <laughs> curse, the curse of being on Finn's fantasy team. No, because I had Kerfoot and Mana from the start. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You put them on your team, they get injured. People will be ringing up at the beginning of next season to find out if they're on your fantasy team. Ah, shoot! So they'll be pa- rapid and paying up. you to get them off there. <laughs> right. Uh, so, oh, the Matthews thing. Yeah. About. Is this going back, harking back to when he, in the he summer. showed his ass at the cop or whatever? Yeah. <laughs> I've seen so many <laughs> funny things. I'm sorry. Like, people have made the best things. Like, I'm a Leafs fan. Yeah. And, like, I should be offended, but they're too funny. Yeah. Like, it's actually hilarious. So, he, this is goes back to when he was drunk with a bunch of buddies and he mooned a, sec- a female security guard or something. Yeah. Uh, and so the uh, they tried to make something of it in in the end they even tried to like maybe suggest that he might be charged with something like public disorder offense or something but in the end i think 
all all charges have been dropped. They settled. Right? They settled the the uh, dispute outside of court. Is that what happened? Yep. He she. I think that what happened was he agreed to <coughs> bend over and expose his bare ass, and she smashed it with smack, smacked it with a canoe paddle three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's the agreement. <laughs> That's how he got out of it. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that happened. No. Uh, we'll just finish off a couple of last of these, uh, a couple of these Leafs things quickly. Okay. So Tavares hits his 100th point with the Leafs. Great. That's great. What a great milestone. Oh, that guy's so good. He's Such a, a nice guy, too. Good. Did you see that um, picture of him uh, and his wife and their little baby? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Aww. That's amazing. Yeah. Such a, he's such a nice guy. Yep. Um, Matthews is named the second star of the week. Oh, yeah. Last week. S- solid, solid start to the season, for sure. Please stay fit. Touching wood. Yep. Uh, Babcock hits his 700th W. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know, again, just coming back to it, there's definitely a general murmur and mumble around people starting to say, you know, hey, maybe this whole Babcock thing, maybe it's Babcock. So now we got all these amazing players, gave out all the bags of money, <laughs> and uh, still not producing. What do you think? No. Too I, early to say. I, uh, I, th- I, th- I say you give them a few, more, like, maybe 10 more games. I'll tell and you if what, it still though, doesn't turn around, then... I'll tell you what, the pressure's on, right? I think if we don't, if something doesn't happen... This year, he could be in trouble. He could be in trouble. Dubas could be in trouble. Yeah. I mean, the new they've got new coaches like the power, power play specialists and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But they haven't been too bad. Like, the penalty kill's been pretty good. Yeah, PK's been all right. I don't know, just not performing as a team at the moment. But anyway, let's not dwell on that. Right, what else you got? Uh, I've got one more good thing. Or do you want to go into a couple of bad things and leave it on the good thing? Uh, bad things leave on good thing. Okay, good. that sounds like a good. Point. Bad things. Leafs have only nine wins, six reg- regulation, and three overtime wins, and uh, and uh, oh, it was it. Oh, and uh, thirteen losses, yeah. uh, with nine regulation and four OTLs. That is not a great record. That's not where we want to be right now. Yeah, that's not that's not so great because teams are running ahead of, in the uh, in the table, and we're going to be scraping into that last playoff spot at this at this rate. Yeah, this is. Uh, this is uh, about quarter way through the season, 22 games played. Well, yeah, that's not so bad because we were, we're talking about it before and I thought we were about a third of the way, but it's quarter of the We're way. 21st in the league. Oh, that's awful. That's awful. We're not, but we're things not. can turn around, right? Yeah, that's true. It's true. A week's an eternity. And then we have the whole goalie situation. Clutch? Do you mean? Or? Michael Clutchinson is placed on waivers. Yeah. And then clears waivers, therefore being sent down to the Marlies, but he's not playing. I don't think he's playing in a game again this season. So who's... Kashmir Kaskiswo. Oh, right. What happened to Wall? He is... This, they still want to develop him, so he's like doing really well in the Marlies at the moment. All right, okay. With Kaskiswo. Okay. Kaskiswo has... Come, he comes up, clutch goes down. Yep. Right, okay. He's has he played yet for us? Yes. Against Pittsburgh. Oh, God, he's a sieve. I don't think it was him though. That's the thing. Really? So, Pittsburgh so score Pitt- ends six one, and it's not the Pits- goalie. Pittsburgh took 40 nothing to do with the goalie letting in six Pittsburgh goals. Pittsburgh took forty shots. Oh yeah, well. Without Crosby. Come on. I mean, save a couple of those. Dude, he, <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty Kit, cruel. Kit to blame saved on that thirty-four. Uh, yeah, so uh, we like Hutchinson, but he's you know, that's probably it. Flash in the pan. About a year. About a year. Yeah. Uh, okay, what else? And then I thought I'd just leave on something quite nice. Okay, do that. Willie Nylander. Oh, yeah. He's, um, he's, he's done pretty well. Yeah, after all that last year. This time last year, he still wasn't even playing yet, I don't think. It was basically no, all Decem- the way to Christmas. December 1st. It? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, I, uh, I, I, we, we were going around Christmas shopping on December 1st, you know, putting up decorations. That's right. I had my headphones on all day listening to TSN. Typically. Just waiting. And then at like yeah, So it was like shopping by myself? I mean... With a guy following me around, stalking me? Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Uh, but no, I had my headphones on and then it hit 9 p.m., which is... Uh, oh, that's s- right. Like whatever it is in that's Canada. Right. And then it hit then. Yeah. And it and it came through on my Twitter feed and on TSN, like, news just in, William Elan, the signs. I'm yeah. like, yes. So, uh, but it's taken him a while. He didn't really get going last year. Uh, a bit of a slow start this year, but now he's flying, isn't he? Did you know that he has surpassed the same amount of goals that he did all of last season already? Wow. Yeah. He's got eight goals. I mean, I know that you're searching for that to be a celebration, but let's be fair, he's pretty crap last year and he started really late. I don't care, it's better than last but year. But he is, he is firing on all cylinders now, which is exactly what we need him to do. He is third on the Leafs in points with 17. That's excellent. That's excellent. He's a playmaker and he's scoring this year, isn't he? 
Yeah. Uh, okay, what else we got? Should we jump away from Leafs? Let's jump away from Leafs for a bit. Uh, Crosby having trouble? Yeah, so Crosby uh, is out, as I said a minute ago, you know, against Pittsburgh. He is, so he is out, but he also had a nice story. But So first off, he's out. Right. He underwent surgery. A hernia. For o- a sports, operation? Or? Sports hernia. Yep. He's expected to be out in uh, for six weeks. Ooh, that's a long time. But if you remember way back to when he had his proper injury, he was out for ages. Oh, well, we, we watched that really cool documentary. Yeah, that was good. really good. Yeah. Ankle injury, I think. Yeah. And a couple, and a concussion or something as He's well. a good player. Um, and then and then we have a nice story by Sidney Crosby. Okay, go on. So he won a car last year at the Honda All-Star Game. Yeah. So the MVP of the whole tournament, they win a, they win a Honda. Oh. A, Honda, a brand new Honda car. <laughs> right, okay. Um, and he, he gave his car away to a fan, a single mother. Oh, no way. And an ar- army veteran of five years. That's amazing. What a great story. Legendary. Yeah, no, there's nothing to say there. I, I mean, mean we, lo- we love Crosby. I know there's been, there's been things, you know, Pen- Penn's guy. There you know. are great players on other teams other than the Leafs, it turns out. Now, talk to me about that kid from the Humboldt Broncos. Oh, Ryan Strasnitsky. Yeah, I think so is, is that how you say it? anybody who knows anything about hockey knows about the bron- the story of the Broncos. Um, you know, tragic, tragic story. Um, but uh, Strasnitsky uh, was left paralyzed, right? Yep, uh, he was par- paralyzed, waist down, so yep. he couldn't move his legs uh, from the from the humble Broncos accent, and he had ex- experimental surgery. Which has allowed him to now move his legs. Which is amazing. And now right. he's going through like, is it therapy? Chemo? Uh, yeah, not chemo. What am I talking chemo. about? Physiotherapy. Physio, yeah. Oh, stupid thing to say. Yeah, physiotherapy. <laughs> it's good. But yeah, so movement in his legs, really exciting news. Fantastic. What a great kid. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, fingers crossed that um, for uh, further successes for that dude. I mean, I'm pretty sure the kid's been playing some sled hockey, so he hasn't been out of hockey. Yeah, I mean, he's probably, I'm pretty his sure ar- I've seen His seen arms are probably still built as. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. He's a, what a, what a tough guy. Awesome, awesome. I can't wait to see more about that guy. Um, and then I, s- I found a video the other day put on by NHL. And it was just after, you know how there was the week where uh, Svechnikov scored the lacrosse goal from behind the net yeah, and yeah. it was like the first time anyone's ever done it in the NHL yeah. and then um, Matthew Kachuk uh, scores um, like from the hash marks threw his legs on a rebound yeah. and scores top shelf in yeah, overtime some, some, uh, um, and then monkey business. NHL put this thing uh, from the NCAA oh yeah uh, Amy, oh, yeah. Amy Potomac yeah. she pulls off I've got a video here it's yeah, our yeah. NCAA ice hockey Oh, this, the uh, this penalty shot. Pen- oh, between the legger. She puts it between her legs, top shelf on the goalie. She's badass, man. Women's hockey is so badass. It's, so it's got to get bigger. Um, should we? So we should jump over to Cliffy and get get uh, Cliffy in his interview on with Rachel. Yeah, and then we can do it's a perfect segue to that. There we go. Yeah. Okay. So um, here's Cliffy's notes. Um, Scott and Cliff, our very own um, roving uh, reporter and hockey pundit. Uh, from uh, Sheffield is uh, interviewing uh, Rachel Cartwright. He caught up with her recently and uh, Cliffy's Notes features that interview now. Cliffy's Notes! Right, so I am very happy to announce we're joined by Rachel Cartwright, forward for the Brightnell Queen Bees. How are you doing, Rachel? Yeah, all good, thank you. Thanks for having me on. No, no, it's a pleasure. It's, um, you know, the Queen Bees, we've been watching and supporting you guys for a while uh, via the internet and whatnot, and, um, you know, it's it's great to see how well you're doing. So that kind of leads me into, obviously, the first question. Um, an undefeated season so far for the Queen Bees, so it must be good to get off to a good start. Yeah, yeah, definitely off to a good start. So, um, well... We were undefeated until the weekend, so um, yeah, on uh, Saturday, uh, unfortunately, lost uh, against uh, Solihull. But yeah, other than that, look, we've had it. We've had a great start to the season. Um, five games and four wins. Um, still a long way to go, right? Um, but I think you know we've got room for improvement um, and areas we're working on. But like all in all, got a good momentum going, and the team are enjoying it. Um, so we're just kind of. Really starting to gel together, get get the feeling. We've got some some new players in the team. We've lost a couple of players, but um, all in all, uh, on a good run so far. Um, but still, you know, lots to work on. 
Great. So there's me putting my foot in it with the undefeated season. <laughs> I, I, I did do my research uh, up until the weekend anyway, so uh, my apologies on that one. <laughs> but, yeah, I know um, speaking of Solihull, they're probably your main rivals, aren't they? So, I mean, what do you put down to, I guess, the factors in, in losing that game? And um, what do you think you need to do to kind of turn it around against them next time you guys play? Yeah, um, I mean, like you said, uh, they're, they're our closest rivals over the past few years. We always have a good game against them. It's always close. It's always a, a tough and um, exciting game. Um, we were we were down four one at one point, and the game came back to five four. Um, so, you know, give the team all the credit that we we really fought back, and unfortunately, just it, it wasn't our day. Um, we we had Erin uh, in goal, who's our um, new goalkeeper. So. Um, yeah, big big game for her to start in, and she played amazing. But um, yeah, it, it it wasn't our day, um, so we've got to regroup, come back um, stronger. And yeah, we we play four games against each other in the season, so two home, two away. They're the two away ones out 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 the way now, and um, just need to come back stronger when we play them at home. Great, and uh, yeah, I'm sure you guys will. So, uh, Queen Bees have been league champions since her 11-12 season. What do you kind of put that continued success and that consistency down to? Yeah, um, I'd say a lot of things, but you know, all in all, the club setup is great. Um, you know, from a coaching and management point of view, there's you know so many people that you know too many to name. We put you know so much time and effort into the club. Um, you know, from volunteers to our coaches, etc. And I think one of the great things about our club is we've got we do have three teams. So we've got two senior women's teams, and we have um, a junior uh, girls team as well. So there's kind of a clear pathway as well from the junior self into the senior teams as as well for for the girls to kind of aim for. So yeah, we, and I guess like from a just a queen bee perspective, so our team being being the champions, you know, we've got a lot of senior players who've been with the club for a long time but you know lots of amazing young talent coming up as well so you've got a good mix of um mix of players uh, talented players but also you know got to give it to our coaches Paul and that to um you know do so much for us um, as a team great so um with it being um you know with you guys being so successful do you find it hard getting fired up for you know games that you know that you might go into sort of winning do you sometimes get that kind of i guess complacent attitude as a team sometimes thinking yeah yeah this this game will be a you know a given and and then sometimes you find games more difficult than you anticipate or is that not the case for you guys yeah, honestly, I think you know in in our league, every every game uh, isn't easy. Um, you know, we've got we've got six teams in the league, and you know every game is is a fight and it's exciting. And I think like from from our team point of view, you know we want to win every game, and that's motivation for us. You know, want to play our best and push ourselves to the next level. So, um, you know, I think that's what we're working on is obviously just getting better and better and um, I think we're all focused on as well retaining the league again so that, that's motivation in itself um, for maybe you know some of those uh, games against the teams lower in the league yeah, absolutely. So, um, on a personal level, you've been with the Queen Bees since the fifteen sixteen season. Uh, what are your favourite memories in your time with the Queen Bees so far? Yeah, um, it, it, uh, without sounding cliche, it is you know like a family at the Queen Bees. So you know, you know, fitted in really well, made lots of great friends. So obviously, that that's an amazing part of um, being part of the club. But um, I guess you know, favourite memory probably is you know we we won the league every season I've been here, but. The past two seasons, um, we, we went unbeaten, so that's kind of a really special achievement in, in my eyes, that we were able to be that strong. Um, and then this year, we won the playoff trophy, and it was uh, the weekend was at Witness, which is close to where I'm from, because I'm from the world. So it was nice to be able to have kind of my family and friends there to, to watch that game as well. Oh, brilliant. Um, so another honour for you, you were awarded the Queen V's MVP award at the end of uh, last season after amassing an incredible 37 points in 18 games. So obviously on a personal level, how did that feel? Yeah, um, yeah, it, it was awesome, obviously, like, great to get the individual awards and 
recognition, but I think um, it just goes to show as well, like how how great a season we had last year as a team. You know, we're in the league in the playoffs again. But you know, just from a personal point of view, uh, you know, I felt like I had a strong season and contributed to the success of the team. Um, and in in November last year, I'd had quite a bad ankle injury, so um, was out for a little bit. So I was really determined to come back strong and finish the season on a high, which you know felt felt like I did. So yeah, it was great to get that. Absolutely, yeah, you certainly did that. So, um, if there is an area of game of your game that you'd like to improve, what would that be? <laughs> it's a tough one. I think there's always lots to improve on, but I, I guess like with it being quite early in the season, you know, I'm, I'm focused on my fitness levels and uh, you know working on kind of speed and agility at the moment um, off the ice. So, um, yeah, that that's what I'm looking to improve right now. Oh, great. Um, obviously, strength and conditioning, that side of things, um, a big part of the game now. Yeah, exactly. It's not fun either. <laughs> no, definitely not. Definitely not. not. Certainly not in a cold November anyway. Exactly. But um, taking it back a little bit, how did you first get into playing hockey and uh, where did it all start, really? Yeah, um, so I moved to Canada uh, with my family when I was about five years old and obviously, you know, uh, hockey's very popular <laughs> yeah. over there, so... Um, my um my next door neighbour uh, was the same age as me and um, she was joining kind of the local league so um they asked if I wanted to as well and I did so I um started playing hockey over in uh, Canada uh, and yeah carried on playing there until I moved back to the UK and yeah just loved hockey ever since. <laughs> wow yeah you couldn't choose a better country to uh, start playing hockey really. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, amazing. Whereabouts in Canada did you move to, and uh, was there a sort of NHL team that you followed while you were over there, or? Yeah. Um, so uh, I lived in Oakville in Ontario. Oh yeah. So just uh, outside of Toronto. So yeah, Toronto was my favorite team. So I used to go uh, watch them with my dad uh, when we got tickets. So um, yeah, still follow the Maple Leafs uh, quite a lot. Wow, we uh, we didn't realise that. I think um, obviously with our um, sway towards the Maple Leafs on the podcast, I think we uh, we just love you guys and uh, love you even more now. So, uh, Rachel, you've uh, certainly uh, endeared yourself to us even further now. So, uh, <laughs> were there any uh, particular player that you you look up, looked up to when you were when you were starting out, or anyone that you kind of wanted to emulate your game on, or anything like that? Yeah, well, it, bit of a random one, but when when I was uh, younger, I, I played defence most of the time. And um, I, I was I was very obsessed with hockey when I was young. I still am now, but you know, learning about the NHL and yeah. I used to get books and all of that about you know hockey and um, you know, although Bobby Orr was way before my time, um, he was kind of my favourite player just based on the way he changed how defenders played and how kind of um, attacking and aggressive he was. So um, he, he's always a player that. I refer to if, I, if I'm thinking of my favourite player. Obviously, I've got some favourite contemporary players, but I, I always um, really admired what he did um, for hockey. Absolutely, yeah. He, like you say, he kind of pioneered and um, changed the way how D men played, and he, he kind of evolved that role of that offensive D man, but that all rounder who could do everything. And like you say, Bobby Oriel, you know, he's a, he's a great for a reason, and um, he'll always be regarded as one of the best. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, you were recently named, well, a couple of years ago to the GB women's team in March 2017 for the World Championships in Ganyung uh, in April of that year in Korea, uh, where you came away with a bronze medal. So, how was that experience? And I guess, talk us through the time when you first got the phone call about getting called up and, and just the overall experience, really. Yeah, um, yeah, absolutely amazing experience to play for GP and representing your country, you know, it's a, it's a great honour to be able to pull that shirt on. And you know, there's not a lot of people that are able to say that. Um, you know, so yeah, overall amazing experience to be able to, um, you know, play for, for your country. Um, it, I think one of the special things about that um, uh, tournament as well was it was where the Olympics were being held the next year, so got to play uh, obviously on those rinks that the um, the Olympics were held on in 2018. So, again, I think that made it even more special of where it was being held. Um, so, yeah, something I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, I can imagine. Um, I can imagine. I guess being stood there for the national anthem and and the first time you sort of heard that sort of song and you stood on the blue line. And I, I bet you got sort of um, 
and well, I've not quite had the same experience, but I played varsity in front of about seven, eight thousand people at Sheffield Arena, and and for yeah. me, I got the hairs on the back of my neck standing on end, and and you know the sort of um, adrenaline rush with my feet shaking. I guess it was a similar kind of experience with the nerves and excitement. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You, you know, you can't take anything away from that. Um, you know, we had we had a good tournament. Came uh, third, I think. Uh, you, you know. In a way, we probably felt we could have done better at the time, but um, you know, coming away with the bronze was great as well. Oh, absolutely. And uh, it seems like the, the GB programme overall in terms of, you know, the men's game, the women's game, it's, it's going from strength to strength, which is great to see. And there's more sort of warm up games and the, and the setup now just seems a lot better and, and stronger. And, and that pathway coming through seems more evident than ever, really. Yeah, um, I, th- I think definitely uh, from a men's point of view, you can see uh, how well they've done and progressed over the past three years, you know, double promotion and then staying in that top division as well. Um, I think, you know, an amazing achievement by the men's side and, you know, looking, you know, the, the, the women's side can kind of follow suit and start to move up in uh, the rankings and divisions as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, um a question from Shane, um, obviously, uh, you know, a fellow member of the pod. Uh, should there even ever be a sort of men and women's hockey league or should there just be um, sort of one league unified, do you think? Yeah, um, I think it's a really interesting question. I think um, one of the things that, you know, I, I see more and more now is some of uh, the girls on my team and in the league actually play for men's uh National League teams. So you've got a couple of girls on my team that play for the Romford Raiders, uh, and uh, a couple that play for Bracknell Wasps. Um, so I think we're starting to see more and more girls be at a level where they can play men's hockey, which is great, and it gives them extra ice time um, and a different experience. But you know, when you look at the kind of physicality and size difference between men and women, I think it would make it very difficult to have you know, a kind of a, a joint league, um, to be honest. But I, I think there's places where, you know, it, you know, where, where if you're talented enough and strong enough that you can compete on that on, to a certain level. Yeah, absolutely. So I guess leading on from that, it's good timing with the question of, you know, how do you feel the women's game could grow in the UK and what would be the dream setup if you could, I guess, be the GM of the league or GM of the EIHA? What would your dream setup be and, and how could the sport grow uh, for women's hockey? Yeah, um, it, it's a really good question. I think um, not just from a girl's point of view, but more more girls, more boys playing the sport. Um, I, I also think, and I, I think we're moving in the right direction, but just in general in the UK, um, the, the culture change around girls playing sport, um, you know, from, from living in Canada to living in the UK, I think there's a very different attitude to girls playing sport. So, and I think it's changing here, but that's something I think the, the government needs to do as a whole. Um, and, you know, I, I see, you know, the kind of this girl cam uh, campaigns and other things like that. But that that's something I'd be passionate about is getting more girls into sport in general. So obviously getting them into hockey is even better. Um, I think, you know, there's a lot of barriers to entry with hockey isn't there, you know, cost-wise for parents. So how do we, you know, make it more accessible to people, you know, with, you know, uh, old kit, uh, cheaper ice time, you know, all those things to make it easier for people to be able to play the sport. Um, I think as a, as a country as well, focusing on the basics, you know, skating, is so important, isn't it? Learning to skate, mm. you know, uh, really well from a, from a young age. So I think there's, you know, some things around there as well. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of clubs that do a great job at that as well, right? But, um, you know, making skating. If you can skate well, um, you know, that puts you a, a pace ahead of everyone. Um, so uh, I think there's, there's some work to be done around that. Um, and then, yeah, in terms of the league as well, I'd say it's, it's, it's getting more ice time, getting people on the ice more more training opportunities, um, you know, practice makes perfect. And yep. I think, you know, a lot of the clubs across the country, you know, junior junior clubs, women's clubs, we don't get enough ice time whatsoever. So, you know, they're, they're all the things I'd say would 
help us be more successful, um, you know, as we move forward into the future. Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember uh, reading a while ago about um, over in Canada, they have sometimes during the daytime, they have free public skating sessions. I mean, something like that over here would be amazing, but I can't see many of the venues wanting to sort of, you know, run free public skating sessions. But I guess that just goes to show the the culture and, and how ingrained hockey is in Canada and North America and and. That is how I guess you get players in, and you know it's it's if you could go along to a free public session and and work on your skating, which, like you say, skating is so, um, you know, such a, a strong part of the game, and it's the key part of the game, um, then you know that'd be ideal to get people in, but we can only dream, I guess. Yeah, and and I guess the other thing as well is you know learning from other successful nations, like you said, I think Canada and the US are you know, way ahead at the moment, but, you know, taking some, you know, learnings from other European countries that, mm-hmm. you know, are probably a similar size to us in terms of um, player pool, ice rink size, and, you know, learning from what they're doing to, to progress as well. Absolutely, absolutely. And if there's any sort of take home messages we can get from those those nations who are successful and they can have some input into our setup to, to make that better then that'd be you know be a great thing for the AIHA to, to look into potentially. Exactly. So uh, a few light hearted ones before I uh, kinda let you go on, on your way and enjoy your evening. Uh, it says on your Twitter handle Rap Fanatic. <laughs> um, so I, I hear you on that one. I'm a bit of a R and B fan myself and um so is is sort of rap and R and B the kind of go to thing what you have on your playlist before a game to kinda get you pumped up? Yeah, um yeah, I love rap. Uh definitely my favourite um, music. Um, I I do have the, the speakers on in our changing room most of the time but try and try and keep it uh, relevant for the audience so <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't get to listen to as much rap as I would like before a game but uh, throw a couple in there uh, when I get the chance nice so we've now found out that you're the locker room DJ then <laughs> oh sweet sweet um do you have um while I'm on that one do you have like a, a winning song so a song you play after you win I know a lot of teams do you know what? We we don't we, we we play some really stupid songs. We play Shania Twain and Spice Girls and things beforehand, and uh, we, we kind of jumped on the bandwagon with Gloria uh, from the St. Louis uh, yeah. uh, from the playoffs. So just try and keep it lighthearted and fun, to be honest. Uh, so. Yeah, like they're some of our staples. <laughs> nice. That's the thing when I when I try and explain to my friends and um, who don't play hockey um, about what it's like being in a hockey locker room. It's you can't describe it. It's just crazy. But you'll know yourself when you're injured, and you know it's it's so frustrating because you you're kind of one of the the players. You're one of the girls, um, but when you're injured, you're kind of not a part of it, even though you are a part of it at the same time. And it just goes to show. Like when I've been injured myself, I I miss playing, but I miss the teammates more than anything in that locker room, and you know it's just something really special, isn't it? Yeah, de- definitely. Like like I said, it's like having a you know another family with, with the team. You know, you make so many um, great friendships with those uh, people and spend a, a hell of a lot of time with them. So yeah, I totally agree. It's an amazing atmosphere and uh, great to be part of a team as well. Absolutely. So, uh, hockey players known to be superstitious. Do you have any sort of pre-game routines that you follow, or have to tape your stick a certain way, or anything like that? Yeah, I, I actually don't really have any weird ones. Um, you know, tape a stick before every game. Probably put my kit on exactly the same way. Don't realise, but yeah, don't do anything out of the ordinary. That I kind of think, why do I? Why do I do this? So, probably one thing that I'm. Yeah, not very superstitious. Ah, fair enough then. I know uh, <laughs> some players can get so hung up on them that, you know, it's like the world's caving in if, uh, you know, and they'll change things up and, and change the routine if uh, if they lose a game. And, you know, you, I think sometimes it can just be too much of a distraction. It ends up being a, a bit of a detriment towards playing in the end. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, I, you know, I... I'm, I'm guilty of doing that sometimes, changing my stick mid-game if I feel like I'm not playing very well. But, yeah, like you said, a lot of it is superstition rather than, you know, actual facts. Absolutely. Um, so how do you like to uh, um, sort of relax away from the rink? Is there anything you enjoy? And I've noticed that you're a huge Liverpool fan, so that must be good, obviously, with the run they're on right now. It's drawing parallels to the Queen Bees and, and your success as a team as well. Yeah. 
great time to be a Liverpool fan at the moment. Um, obviously, coming off the back of last year of Champions League win, and uh, this season's been incredible. And I was quite glad that we were playing on Saturday because I think I would have had heart palpitations watching <laughs> watching my phone updates for them to score in the, the last minute of uh, stoppage time. But yeah, um, so watch a lot of Premier League. Um, otherwise, you know, just kind of hanging out with my family and friends. I, I live in London at the moment, but um, you know, like to take a trip back up to the world to see my family as well. And I've got a free weekend from hockey, so yeah, that's my kind of go-to uh, when when I haven't got games on. Great, so um, brilliant. It's been great chatting to you and uh, hearing a bit of an insight and uh, finding out. Obviously, you're a Maple Leafs fan. That's a bonus, and uh, I think the guys will be stoked to hear that when uh, yeah when I send them this this audio. But um, you know, thank you so much for taking the time today. It's been been great chatting, and good luck to you and the girls for the rest of the season. No, thank you very much. Oh, what a fantastic interview there. Rachel Cartwright, she's so amazing. I would love to see her play live at some point. I can't wait, and uh, we, we'll definitely make that happen. She's so nice, such a great player, and uh, such a you know such a mentor for um, uh, young girls all starting out in hockey. Yeah. Now, I exchanged a couple of tweets with her um, yesterday or the day before because she was, she was exasperated at, at the fact that, you know, the UK sometimes just seems to be resistant. It's not... Um, the perfect spot to encourage um, women's hockey, and I mean, men's is tough here, right? It's not, uh, not, it's a niche sport still. And um, so I was saying, gosh, wouldn't it be great if we could get some sort of um, all-star uh, competition type experience happening here, so that some of yeah. uh, the amazing yeah, yeah. Uh, women hockey player could have a showcase of their talents and and bring it to more people. So you know, who knows what what will happen there? But turns out, listening to that. Uh, Rachel, sure enough, if she couldn't, if if she could get any better at all, is a Leafs fan. That's amazing. That's totally awesome, isn't it? Perfect team. <laughs> but uh, such a great interview, such a such a great person, and Cliffy, such a great uh, interviewer as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So lucky to have him on the show. Um, right, let's talk uh, Team GB versus Canada. Yeah, this was announced the other day, and I saw this on social media. And it is uh, a friendly game uh, on May the 5th in preparation for the AAHF World Championships. Which is ages away, right? Because it's only November. Um, anybody listening to this uh, later than live. And um, and so tickets went on. So I put it in my calendar. Yep. Tickets went on sale at 9 o'clock this morning for uh, five months from now or six months from yeah, now. Yeah. And uh, Team GB uh, versus Canada. I mean, for us, it's perfect. It's the perfect situation, right? How often do you go to a hockey game and you literally don't care who wins? That's true. Yeah, I'm going to cheer either way. I'm going to cheer <laughs> for every goal scored at both ends. Yeah, yeah. How awesome is that? That's so cool. So cool. So uh, nine o'clock, boom, get on there. Scored us two gold tickets um, right behind the uh, away bench. So we'll be sitting behind Canada. Let's go. I'm wearing my Canada jersey. I'm going to be proud, uh, loud and proud. Maybe a Canadian one and then a GB underneath and switch halfway or something. <laughs> Do you remember that, that the thing ages ago, like the World Juniors, where the guy like takes off his like USA jersey and it's like a, like a Sweden jersey underneath <laughs> or whatever, or yeah. like vice versa. That's what we should do. We'll wear Canada jerseys and then we'll have the uh, a Union Jack painted on. <laughs> oh no, I'm not doing that stuff. No, I don't think I'll do that. <laughs> People will be throwing up and whatnot. <laughs> It'd uh, be worse. Ju just in you know awe of my um, prowess, huge physique. That's it. Uh, so anyway, yeah, something to look forward to. So uh, GB versus Canada, what a great thing, um, and we'll be there. It's in Nottingham, a, a venue that we have not been to yet. Yeah, I'm. I'm um, uh, and it's midweek, which is going to be a total nightmare with school and work. But just, who, who cares? cares? It's team anniversary <laughs> team GB. It's great. Uh, but I'm really looking forward to seeing the lineups on this because I, I know everyone's assuming Canada is going to destroy them. But I like that's who's going to be available on the midweek in May or whatever. Exactly. You know? So that's what that's what I'm thinking because we got to keep our eyes on like the, the OHL and places like that. Alex Lafreniere. Oh, yeah. He is uh, he's projected first overall draft pick. Yeah. So he, he might could be, be there. He might be there. Who knows? Shane Ray, you know, captaining the team. You know, well, you never know. You never know. I could uh, make an appearance. Yeah, I could come s sweating out. <laughs> <laughs> Clap bomb from the halfway line, you straight in top corner, bad bounce. Yeah, it could be that desperate, unlikely. But uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm really looking forward to uh, seeing the teams because uh, Liam Kirk as well. Oh yeah, he's really good. Yep. And he, but he's playing in Canada, so his season will, might not be finished yet. So mm, I don't, I'm not. Should be. 
May. Be finished by then. I don't know. It, Could depend- be home. it depends how much they have it synced up to the NHL season. It's right? a friendly too. You don't know whether it's his pro team will let him play. Well, who knows? Who knows? It's a potluck at this stage. We don't I'd know. still be sick. I mean, I know. Oh, it'd be totally amazing. I mean, all the English players like Ben Bounce. Yeah. I am so high. I've never. Wait. I know. I don't think I've seen him live. Oh. I've seen because when we went. No, when we went to oh, watch. I have. You have because yeah. you went to watch the Devils. That's right. But when we went to watch the Dinamo Riga game. Uh yeah. It wasn't Bounds. It was. Um, whistle? Whistle. Yeah. whistle. I'm pretty sure Whistle was in that. Yeah. Either I've got that backwards, but I'm not, I don't think I, I'm not sure if I've I seen it remember. live. I can't remember either. Uh, right. Yeah. Something to look forward to. Um, should we get out of here? Uh, a couple shout outs? Yeah. Maybe? Let's go for it. So we talked about the Ice Sports Center. Yeah. In Thatcham last time. So good. So we hope to be getting back there as soon as possible. Ice Center Thatcham. If you're a skater or you want to learn to skate, if you're a hockey player or, or you want to learn to play hockey, these people have their own ice hockey rink that you can hire yourself. Uh, we went there recently, and every member of the team played together the first time ever, and we just had an amazing time. They're such lovely people. The facilities are literally top-notch. Uh, check them out. They're on, uh, they're on social media, Instagram and Twitter for sure. Um, ice Sports Center, Thatcham. Lovely people. You can hire the rink just by dropping them an email or whatever else. Love those guys. Uh, can't wait to go back. Yeah. Puck stop. Yes. So I was just talking to Puck stop yesterday. Oh yeah, because you got me the new the true inserts. From That's the right. Sticks. So Finn has outgrown his um his true sticks, uh, but they're still in perfect nick. So we've uh, consulted with Puck stop and their experts in regards to how to deal with the situation, and they're sending us to stick extensions and um and I've had the uh, all the info on how to how to make them work right. They say put the inserts in and chop the inserts. We were worried about flex and how that would affect yeah. flex, but they've been total pros about it. They've told us exactly what we need to do, and they're on the way. Great. Love Puck Stop. Uh, family-owned uh, hockey store in Sheffield right near the rink. Very good skate sharpening. Speaking of which, your skates got sharpened recently? Uh, at uh, All-Star Pro in Swindon. Uh, All-Star Sports. All-Star Sports, sorry. Uh, pro, hockey Pro Shop. Yep. <coughs> sorry, I got mixed owned by ian clark great guy um i saw ian last wednesday actually as he's coming out of the rink in oxford okay chap. yeah uh great guys uh great shop uh if you're in, in our area of the country that's swindon yep it's all something about herm sports so if you're in ontario southwestern ontario our favorite shop and the place i get my skates looked at when i'm home uh is herm sports in london they are an amazing hockey shop an amazing gr- a bunch of people proper pro shop there you can trust them with your skates uh, cross check clothing with the most legendary cctv son i've ever seen in my <laughs> entire life cross check clothing amazing bunch of people uh we've met them as well uh great gear they are in rather they've suffered a couple break-ins um some some idiots have broken into their shop overnight and done some damage and things like that so they put up this hilarious sign to try and deter guys from breaking in um it's on their instagram feed cross check clothing check them out it's hilarious it's worth checking out <laughs> and, and great guys and buy their stuff yeah and then uh the canadian uh side you've got a uh, beer league republic beer league republic i also spoke to them a few days ago about trying to get some more of their gear and we're trying to figure out either postage or um muling it over here somehow so yeah beer league republic fantastic hilarious designs as well and great guy, great bunch of guys yeah uh that's good buying escape blades oh yes my always gonna mention those guys oh like you were talking about my game the other day and my assist, I couldn't have done it if it wasn't for the speed and the, the agility I get from the blades, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, don't do yourself down because you've actually been re- really working hard on your speed skating. But, um, yeah, you're fast now. I mean, proper fast. And uh, those blades are amazing. So Bionic Skate Blades, check them out. You can get them here in the UK. They're a Canadian company, so you can get them everywhere there. Check them out. They look really cool. They're super light, super stiff. Um, I've tried step blades. I think I think bionics are the way to go. Though they're definitely my favorite, your favorite. Yeah. <coughs> also a great bunch of people, and I'm gonna I'm gonna end on sports screen. Yeah. Sports screen again, probably one of the best training aids out there in the world. I think these guys like won on the Canadian version of Dragon's Den or something like that because it's such an in- incredible invention. It's a massive screen that comes down in front of your gar- your garage door. And uh, you can shoot, you can rip pucks at it, and they just literally drop dead as soon as they hit it. See, this is the advantage about the sports screen, which I love, because a hockey shot do a kind of screen thing as well that has, like, pockets as well. well. Same same thing, sports screen. 
But the the big advantage about the sports screen is it's designed to go over a garage a garage door or a, a door or a window of some kind. Yeah, or a wall and, or whatever. And, and protect it, and it's designed so that it can be, it can go away easily. Whereas uh, these other screens that've been around, they're literally stationary. Yeah, you know? yeah. You this can, one goes up. We, it's got a remote control, and it just like goes up like a like a movie screen it's great it's great to use great training aid <coughs> and it's also practical as well which i love totally awesome we love it but listen we've been blabbering on for way too long let's get out of here um we'll speak to you soon thank you so much again for everybody that tunes in regularly we can't believe how many people are actually subscribing now which is really cool um we're delighted we know that you're out there um we love hearing um hearing from you on social media and things like that um, we like it in your emails hang in there with us we're trying to get these things happening more often at the moment it's like about every 10 days or whatever but we're going to try and move it to more weekly yeah, when yeah. we can but uh, we really appreciate you guys tuning in if you like it tell your friends share us on social media find us on sh social media thanks so much for tuning in and uh, and we'll speak to you soon see you guys soon is the best game you can name and the best game you can name is the good old